Jill Bennett sitting in for Simi Sarah. Well, we have been talking about the ongoing strike. This has had an impact on sugar production, specifically at the Rogers Sugar Refinery in Vancouver. We've talked about the impact on bakers and other businesses that need sugar for their business. But what about the impact on hummingbirds? Joining me now to talk more about this is Alison Moran, a hummingbird expert, also head of the Hummingbird Bird Project with Rocky Point Bird Observatory. Allison, thank you so much for making some time today. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's not something I think that uh, that was top of mind or has been top of mind for a lot of people, but uh, is the, the sugar shortage having an impact or could it potentially have an impact on uh, the food that is needed for hummingbirds? Potentially. You see, the thing is, that the Anna's hummingbirds who are with us at the moment are just setting up to breed right now. And they're making their nesting decisions on the available resources. And of course, sugar is part of the diet along with bugs. And the hummingbirds evolved with plants that provided sucrose and what we call white sugar. And so other kinds of sugar can be toxic for them, like uh, brown sugar will give them iron poisoning. And so basically, uh, you know, if we're worried about a seventh or seven or eight months shortage, you know, just getting through the winter until the, there's more plants and things available and during this breeding time, we might want to conserve our white sugar for the hummingbirds and, uh, you know, use alternative sources of sugar for our baking. You know, get a little creative in the kitchen. Uh, Sorry, so so there is no other uh, substitute or as far as for people, if they're feeding hummingbirds and and making the hummingbird food, it can only be the white sugar? White sugar only, yeah. And and, uh, whereas we can eat other sugars. I mean, it's just like honey, you know, and brown sugar and those kind of things. It's just really not good for the the hummingbirds at all and so it'd be better not to feed than to give them the wrong sources and if if I can just say the recipe you want to use is on your hand your thumb would be the sugar one part sugar and then four parts water and you want to keep it dilute so just my advice is just to use what you need so make up a lot put it in the fridge and then only put what you're using out so you can keep that feeder fresh. Because every time they stick their tongues in, of course, they're inoculating the fluid with bacteria. Mm. So if you only just put a little bit in and then clean it all the time, you don't go through your reserve that quickly, if you see what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, for sure. How often, when you say clean all the time, uh, how often if people, because so many people do have these feeders, and we certainly mm-hmm. found out more about that when we had freezing temperatures uh, last year, yeah. and, and people getting creative trying to keep it thawed. Uh, how often should you be cleaning it? Well, less often in the winter time because the bacteria grow slower, so you can, you can get up to a week. But when it's warmer weather, you want to be doing it every couple of days, because basically the bacteria going to eat all your sugar so uh you know it's, it's just better to you know consider once a week at at minimum and a good clean you know just get it nice nice and clean that makes a difference 
You mentioned that this is the time of year as well that the Anna's hummingbirds, which people will be familiar with, are nesting. How important is it if you are somebody, because somebody might think, oh, well, if there's a, I don't have white sugar, there's a shortage, I'll just take the feeder down for now and and deal with it when, when there's sugar back in full supply. But how important is it that feeders stay up, that if, if the hummingbirds have become accustomed to that or have been using the feeders, uh, that they need to stay in the same spot? Okay, well, if all your neighbors have one, you're fine. You know, if you're the only supply and they've made their nesting decisions on you and there's no other feeders around, that's far more critical. So if it's if you're just one person and say that, you know, other people in your condo have feeders up, that's not going to be a big problem. It's just if you are, you know, something that they truly depend upon alone, that's when it gets more extreme. So, you know, you have to gauge where you are on that continuum. Right. Okay. Um, and and you mentioned as well uh, this uh, part of the year with nesting. Uh, is, is there anything else people should be doing as far as making sure that uh, the hummingbirds have the best chance or that, uh, that they're given everything that they need? Well, they're going to catch all the bugs they need and they need to eat bugs all the time. But what you can do is make sure that feeder is fluid so you you mentioned warming you can get little warmers keep the if there's going to be snow make sure that the um feet are sheltered so it doesn't get covered in snow and then they can't access it keep a check that it's not getting concentrated those heaters will concentrate it and so will freezing because freezing pulls the ice and then, then you end up with syrup and if there's no free water around for them to dilute it with you have a problem so Making sure your feeder's clean, making sure it's fluid, making sure you have fresh stuff out there. That's the best thing that we can do. Also keeping your your feeder either really close to the house or in the summer, you know, far away. Because you don't want them banging into windows, but they'll slow down to the feeder. So if you have it really close, not in takeoff range, so that they can just bang into it. Because windows can be quite a hazard for the birds. All right. And how is, do we, sorry, do we know how the population is doing? Is it a healthy population right now? The Anna's is. The Rufus is not. The ones that come up from Mexico are not doing well at all. But the Anna's, which we have here in the winter, are doing well, partly because we supplement their food and we provide them with, um, you know, the, the conditions that they need. We have good plants in our gardens that go all winter, you know, we're we're a really good place. They like to be around humans. The Rufus, on the other hand, are not doing well. And and why is the other? Why is that one not doing well? They tend to be farther away from humans, and they have to migrate. And they migrate in early spring. And and part of the reasons they aren't doing well is because of the agriculture and loss of insects um, through use of pesticides and so on. Those are major reasons. Lots of habitat as well. All right. Well, it's uh, good advice and uh, some tips there if people do have those feeders and want to make sure that they're keeping them out and uh, a healthy way for the Anna's hummingbirds. Allison, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much for calling me. That is Allison Moran, a hummingbird expert, also head of the Hummingbird Project with the Rocky Point Bird Observatory.